welcome back to another episode of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. I'm Craig Haley, along with co-host Gary Reasons, down in Texas, awaiting the national championship game in Texas, as well as the FCS National Awards Banquet. How you doing today, Gary? Oh man, Craig, it's, it's, it's approaching fast. We've got just about a month or so to go before all that action comes down here to Frisco, Texas, and it's going to be fun. And Looking forward to it. Uh, so, uh, you know, we're looking forward to getting this playoffs uh, finished up, though. So we're going to know who's going to be playing in the national championship game as well. Well, you were waving, bring it on just a minute ago. And, and certainly we're going to do that in this episode, Gary, because whew, we are into the second weekend of December for FCS playoff games, the final eight in the quarterfinals. That's what we're going to be talking about today. Also, we're going to tell you about the Jerry Rice Award recipient for 2023, the National Freshman of the Week. As you know, Gary, our uh, FCS Delivered is uh, presented by FedEx Ground and produced by Seth Biley and Graham Bell. Uh, you can find all our coverage on theanalyst.com. Our podcast is on Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, so many different platforms. And of course, also on YouTube. All you have to do is search for FCS Delivered to find our channel. Gary, I tell you what, the round of 16, the second round of the FCS playoffs really delivered, especially because there were two overtime games. North Dakota State, 35-34 over Montana State. On the road, a win for the Bison with a blocked extra point in overtime. And then to cap it off, Idaho won 20-17 over Southern Illinois with, with a rally. Ooh, what did you think of this past weekend, especially the Bison win at Montana State? Well, really, the whole weekend was really pretty good. I did watch those two ball games specifically, as you talked about, Craig, and really seeing how they both came down to the end and and how they unfolded. And uh, you know, it's just it's just so minute the different differences and being able to get a get a victory and get a win. It really is tough. And and congratulations to those that are that are that are continuing. I know that that, that Idaho uh, it, it, it was kind of a didn't they didn't know if that's going to happen. But and then when you have uh, North Dakota State with that block extra point right in the middle of the screen. Oh my goodness! And just how how things quickly can change. That's just just how how close these teams are in the caliber of play that they've displayed not only throughout the season but here in the playoffs. And uh, boy, it didn't leave anybody disappointed this weekend. <laughs> that is so true, Gary. And I tell you, one of the fun games, unless you're a Delaware Blue Hen, it was the Montana victory over the Blue Hens, forty nine. 19 but in the snow i mean the first half of that game was just in a full snowstorm it, it wasn't as strong uh weather wise in, in the second half and, and montana had it in control Ooh, what a game you love to see december kind of football what about your experience in the snow gary i mean tell us about how a team gets through a game like that well first of all it's all about preparation you know you have to understand what you can and can't do in a you know snow uh, with snow as an issue. So basically, oftentimes you can't even see the field because they, they try to plow the lines and sometimes the lines they're hard to, out, to make out. And really it all comes down to leverage and footing and how, how can you uh, stay on, on your feet. So the offense has to pair things back. They can't really get all the explosive timing plays that you would expect for an offense. And then defensively, you're just trying to stay on your feet and going to the football. And it, it's, it's just a kind of a, uh, a little bit of a different effort type. You don't have, you don't want to be as so explosive because you can, you can lose footing and you're just going to be on on your tail and and, and not be able to make a play. But 
those are fun games. I actually think that the 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 play in inclement weather, whether it's rain or whether it's snow and, and issues with the field, I actually think that that you focus higher on what your X's and O's and what your execution is going to be. And I actually think you get a heightened level of, of, of play there, and it's really fun. It's fun to be out there. Uh, you know, don't worry about it being cold. It's it's not that. It's really just about being in something very different for the players. And and I always like playing in the snow. I played. I felt some of my best games in in snow games in the National Football League, and and I and I remember them vividly. I like your point about teams being focused in the snow, and the Grizzlies certain certainly were. I mean, that's just a a, a big win to win by forty nine nineteen over a Delaware squad that you know shared uh, that was in the mix in the CAA for the title this year. Now let's get right to the playoffs, Gary. I mean, uh, for this weekend in the quarterfinals, Montana 11 and one is now uh, hosting Furman uh, coming in 10 and two. Uh, Furman beat Chattanooga in their first playoff game this past weekend. They play Friday night, 9 p.m. Eastern on ESPN two. They've only met once before Gary. And that was in the 2001 FCS championship game. It was division one double A at the time. Montana won 13 to six. Here they are in a rematch in Missoula, Gary. I, I'm looking forward to this one. Yeah, rematches are always fun. You know, you just kind of, you think that you're going to expect, get what you expect in this ball game. And I think it's going to be a great ball game. Furman is tough. Montana, obviously tough at home. I, I think the di difference here is the defense really for Montana. You know, they're, they're great on defense. They're fourth in, in scoring allowed, 14 points per ball game, pretty good. And, you know, Furman's not bad. They're seventh, so they, they've allowed 16 points per ballgame. So this is a close ballgame defensively. It may come down to some of, the, some of the offensive starters in this game. You know, you take quarterback uh, Clifton McDowell for, for Montana. He's 8-0 as a starter. And, yeah. you know, we'll talk about uh, running back Eli Gilman, a young freshman who uh, has had a superlative season. You know, he kind of runs things pretty well there for that offense. I think this is one of those that Montana – they're going to bring everything they have and, and probably get this W at home, but it's going to be a close ball game with Furman. I agree. I think Furman has a maybe a shot here. They have to handle the crowd, of course, because the crowd will be raucous at Washington Grizzly Stadium. SoCon is, you know, Champ has made it to this level the last couple of years, you know, lose in the quarterfinals, on the road. Here's another opportunity. Furman's, you know, this isn't a team that's just going to fold. I mean, their defense has been good for a while especially with, with the way they, they you know, force turnovers, as, as you said, Gary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with the Grizz at home as well, but I, I do think it's going to be closer than, than this round for, for the SoCon champ in recent years. Now, you did mention Eli Gilman, Gary, and, and this is somewhat breaking news because uh, we're, we're announcing it on, on theanalyst.com today. Eli Gilman, uh, redshirt freshman running back for Montana Grizzlies, he is the 20 23 Jerry Rice Award recipient, the National Freshman of the Year. Yes. Uh, what a, you give him a hand because he's he's uh, almost 900 rushing yards, over 1,000 yards from scrimmage, uh, 10 touchdowns rushing. You know, he's had a phenomenal year. He does make things go for the Grizz. Eli Gilman, what can you tell us about him, Gary? Well, he's a great young man, first of all, and I think that he's had a great season and, and he's fit right in with that Grizz mentality. There's no doubt about that. He's tough, he's physical, he runs the football extremely well, and I think that he is kind of one of the parts of the engine that really make Montana a real special football team. So congratulations to Eli Gilman. He's going to be with us 
in Frisco. Hope, well, we don't know. We'll see if coaches, if, the, if, if Montana is playing in the game, the national championship game, it's always questionable whether or not the coaches are going to allow those players to attend our, our banquet, which is the evening before the national championship game. We have, we host that live and produce it for television. Uh, so just it depends on whether or not the Grizz make it all the way to Frisco for the championship game. If not, I certainly expect uh, young uh, Eli Gelman to, to attend with us there in Frisco. Yeah, uh, I tell you, th this does feel like a throwback year for the Grizz. Uh, you know, they could be playing in Frisco. Uh, you know, the Jerry Rice Award, obviously presented by FedEx Ground, you know, hopefully, you know, the Grizz are playing, I mean, for, for, for their sake. But at the same time, we do hope Eli Gilman will be there to accept uh, the Jerry Rice Award at the, at the Staff Reform FCS National Awards Banquet. All right, the winner of that game we just talked about, Furman at Montana, Gary. They're going to get the winner of North Dakota State, which is 10-3, and three, the only unseeded team left here in the quarterfinals. They're playing at number three seed uh, South Dakota. Had a phenomenal year so far, 10-2. and two. Uh, They'll be meeting at 2.30 uh, p.m. Eastern on Saturday. It's an ABC broadcast. Uh, it, it's a big showdown, especially because the Coyotes beat the Bison during the regular season. 24 to 19 it was at the fargo dome here they are hosting the uh quarterfinal against the bison I, i'm looking forward to this one as well i mean I, these these games are just phenomenal matchups gary tell us about the bison and the coyotes here i i really like this matchup i think it is great and i love that it's on abc because they realize that the abc network realizes that this is a high quality football game that is going to be played in South Dakota. So North Dakota State's got to go on the road to Vermilion to, to, to try to win this ball game. And I tell you, you know, the Vermilion, they're going to play pretty hot and heavy there. I think that this is going to be going to be tough. I like what uh, South Dakota State's, excuse me, South Dakota's quarterback, Aiden Bowman, how he, how big he is in the pocket, how efficient he is with the football. And they, they like to run the ball too as well. They can, they can get yardage on the ground. This is going to be a very, very physical, tough ball game. And I think this is one of those things where the defenses, the kind of which of the defenses are going to be able to pull it, pull it together. I like Brock Morgan, Mogensen, their defensive player uh, for for South Dakota. He's actually the the uh, MBF M Missouri Valley Football Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Congratulations to him. I met Brock uh, up in uh, in South Dakota this year, and it was a uh, great to meet him and the team. I think it's going to be a tight ball game here. You know, North Dakota State, Craig, is one of these teams that has just improved over the year. Their body of work has now improved to where I think they can win any football game. You just take a, take a look at last week and just how they, they won that ball game as well. But I think that this is going to be a very, very close one. I think it's squeaky, squeaky tight, but I think the home advantage for South Dakota might be the edge here. I hope it's squeaky, squeaky tight because you, know, you think back to this uh, NDSU win over Montana State. I mean, that was just back and forth. I hope it's this kind of game. The Bison do give up some long plays, you know, little uh, tackling issues at time. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to go with the Bison on the road. I mean, this is their 14th straight year in the quarterfinals. It's actually the first time for, for uh, USD on the FCS level. They made the plays in that win that they won at the Fargo Dome. I mean, they they uh, jumped to a 21-3 first half lead. That's actually their biggest lead of the, uh, at halftime of any game this year. They're, they're not going to blow you out, 
usually they're, they're going to play a tight physical kind of run style. Bowman dropping in passes as he did against the Bison. I'm going to go with the Bison on the road, but I'll I tell you, this is, you know, you have to like uh, the, the home field advantage here also for the Coyotes. Now, quite a couple questions here for you, Garrett. Uh, you mentioned Aiden Bowman. Left-hander, yeah. big guy in the pocket. Is it harder to defend a left-handed quarterback because you don't see it as often than a, as a righty? It's just different, Craig. The ball comes out a little bit differently, and and the throws that you're used to seeing a right-hander make, uh, most quarterbacks in, in, in football, excuse me, who are passing the ball are, are right-handers. And so they will probably possibly lean more to the right side of the field instead of throwing back to their left. It might be just the opposite with a quarterback who is a left-handed. They may be feeling that their their best is to the offense's left because of that, that throwing arc there. Instead, you're going to have to flip your shoulders as a quarterback to move that ball down the field. But really, either either shouldn't be be an issue. But that might be something that the, they can focus in on. And, you know, that might be a little bit, bit, bit the, to their, their, uh, their demise as well. Yeah. Well, at least the Bison are familiar with, with Bowman. I mean, it was just tremendous in that, that regular season meeting. Now, another question here for you, Gary. North Dakota State. I think a lot of people are, are, are were quick all year to say the FCS dynasty is over. What are your feelings on it? I feel like, no, I said from day one after last season, they have to win it all for you to consider this dynasty still going. I don't think it's over until they lose here in the postseason, if they lose. I tell you, uh, this is a proud program. It is one that is nationwide. Uh, I was actually talking to the Frisco Chamber of Commerce here in, in North Texas, and they were commenting about how the Bison continually come down to Frisco, Texas every single year. Even if the Bison aren't in it, they're, they're, some of them will still make the trek down here with their caravan. But nonetheless, they're they're a very very proud uh, group, and you know, for them to fight back, I think this season where they weren't playing their best football at the beginning of the year. And to get to the level that they're at just shows you the quality and the capability of what they've built there over time. And it's not something that just falls apart. It just it's there. There's structure. There's 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 things in place that you have with your program. And those are the foundational things that have been able to happen, allow them to have success year after year after year. And it's continuing again. They just had to retool just a little bit. In the, towards the first part of the season, and they they're now in that final stretch. Now, I think they're dangerous. They're a dangerous football team, and and they certainly could be back in Frisco here uh, in the near term. Well, you mentioned the Bison fans. We're, we're just like them, Gary. If, if there's there might not be a game to, to to cheer for, but we find no reason not to tailgate at any point. You and I. So, the Bison fans have it right. All right, Gary, we're going to take a break, and uh, after we come back, we will uh, discuss the, the other two uh, playoff games. Gary, this is FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Rehearsals for the school play were really coming along. Bigger smile, Mr. Squirrel. Until a custodian accidentally threw away the costumes. Oh, no. Everyone was rattled. Miss Garrity forgot how to play. And the queen of the hedgehogs almost quit. Find a new queen! But replacement costumes were shipped with FedEx. And with added peace of mind from picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next. For residential delivery only. 
Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with the Hall of Famer, Gary Reasons. Gary, we've been talking FCS playoffs, one side of the bracket. Let's jump to the other side with the other quarterfinals. Let's go with the national champs. Uh, South Dakota State, they're 12-0 and hosting the number eight seed, uh, Villanova, which is 10-2. A noon Eastern game uh, Saturday uh, on ESPN, uh, ESPN, I believe. Um, South Dakota State, obviously the team to beat with their 26 straight wins, 19 in a row at home. They actually beat the Wildcats two years ago in the quarterfinals, 35-21. It's going to take a monumental upset, I think, for Villanova, but they're on a roll with seven straight wins, Gary. Craig, I think this is a game that is positioning South Dakota State to just really take off here towards the end of the season. This is one that's at home. I think that they've got a, a capable opponent in Villanova, but I think the South Dakota State just defensively is going to be able to disrupt Villanova in, in a way that they haven't been able to see, haven't seen before. So I like South Dakota State here big in this one. Quarterback Mark Gronowski and, and their running back Isaiah Davis, they've done a great job keeping the offense on track and just moving it down the, down the field and putting points on the board pretty much at will. So I think that South Dakota State is really going to be the one that's going to have the upper hand in this ball game. And guess what? You know, it's it's a long travel, uh, you know, for Villanova. There's no doubt about that. And that's not an easy thing to do. So I look for South Dakota State to defend their turf pretty well. Yeah, you know, you, you mentioned the defense, what, what the Jackrabbits can throw at, at Villanova. You know, there's so much offensive talent with the Jackrabbits, and a lot of them are, 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 you know, NFL prospects. That the defense gets a little overlooked at times, Gary, and, and really it shouldn't. I mean, they lead the nation in scoring defense, total defense. Uh, they've been terrific for two straight years, uh, in, in statistically, in addition to just, you know, being physical on the field. Uh, you know, they're led by their linebackers, Jason Freeman and, and Isaiah Stallbird, uh, but it's just a great defense all around. Villanova's got to be able to handle uh, handle that defense and, and, you know, really set up the pass for, for Connor Watkins. And, and, you know, they can do that with the run, Jalen Jackson. Uh, and, you know, they have a committee of running backs that get it done. But they're going to have to get a lead uh, to, to really, you know, have a shot against the Jackrabbits, who just are just so good at home. I'm going with the Jackrabbits. You know, I think they win by at least a, a few touchdowns. Uh, they're just on a roll even though Villanova comes in with a shot here because they're so red hot winning by big scores. Gary, I mean, everybody is just looking at South Dakota State as, as your national champion again, and rightfully so. I mean, it's a, a historic run here. But what's the difference in their place in history with getting this second national title, taking a winning streak into next year, as opposed to getting upset along the way here, like, say, Villanova pulling an upset? Where would you consider the Jackrabbits' place in history either way? Well, I start thinking that if this team continues to do and build the way they are building, you know, and continue this streak of, of success that they have, I think that you're starting to get them into the conversation of somewhat of a North Dakota State University, but, you know, hasn't quite gotten to that level, you know, obviously quite as yet. But they have the the the... the the building blocks there on campus with what they're doing. I think that they have that possibility to really be superlative again, because foundationally they have built on previous coaches' success. Coach Rogers now taking over the helm and things are just continuing to, to move forward. And, and I don't see anything changing. And I think repeating that type of success 
tweaking a few things as they as they normally do each season to get a little bit different, a little better, always trying to constantly improve. That's what I see from, from South Dakota State, and that's what I think can happen o- over the next uh, – this season and into the the following seasons to be one of those super elite teams. I'm not saying they can't get knocked off because any team can get knocked off. And, and the reason is, is because for, for you to be a champion, you've got to run the gauntlet and you're going to get everybody's best shot at all times throughout the season because you have that title that you've been that you've earned a year ago and you're the, you're the number one team in the country all the time. So everybody is shooting at you trying to knock you off that hill and it's not an easy thing to do. You've got to take on all comers at every step of the way, but it is very prideful for them to be able to accomplish the things that they have. I think that, that South Dakota State is in a very very unique position to be one of the superlative teams of all time in the FCS. You're, you're right, Gary. I mean, you, you just think of this decade, 2020, where they played in the, the spring of 2021. They were the national runner-up, uh, losing to uh, Sam Houston down in Texas. The next year, they were a national semifinalist. Last year, the national champion beating the Bison. Here they are going for uh, another national title on a, a second coach. John Stiegelmeyer has turned it over to, to you know, his longtime assistant, Jimmy Rogers. It's it's unbelievable that they, they could, you know, really get you thinking South Dakota State before North Dakota State, considering what the Bison have done, uh, you know, in the last 12, 13 years. Now, Gary, the winner of, of Villanova, South Dakota State, they will take on the winner of number five seed, uh, Albany, uh, 10 and three this year out of CAA. They're, they're taking on the fourth seed, Idaho, uh, which is nine and three. They're playing in the Kibbe Dome. Saturday, 10 p.m. Eastern. It's an ESPN Plus game. First meeting the program. Let me tell you this, Gary. We talked about Eli Gil- uh, Gilman in the first segment winning the 2023 Jerry Rice Award, National Freshman of the Year. How about this matchup in this game? The 2022 Jerry Rice Award recipient, Giovanni McCoy, quarterback for Idaho. Well, you all been a quarterback, Reese Poffenbarger. He was the runner-up for the Jerry Rice Award last year. And here they are squaring off in this game. You must be looking forward to it, Gary. Oh, it really is. And Craig, I think you probably know why I'm looking forward to this one, because this season I went to both of these campuses as part of our on-campus visit and had a chance to visit with both teams. And I have since watched both of these teams with pleasure to be able to see what they've done throughout the rest of the season. And for them to be able to meet in a ESPN Plus ball game you know, in, in, in this championship round, it is is pretty impressive for me to be able to think, hey, for me to pick one of these teams, it'd be tough, but I'll do it. But I, I, I feel like I win with either one of these teams uh, playing. I just love what's what's gone on with Idaho and, and Jason Eck and that football team. And same thing with Coach Catuso at uh, UAlbany because both of these teams, I think, are very similar. They play a lot like the mentality of their head coaches. And that, that there's a big reason for that. Those guys put together a structure of how to perform and how to compete, and they lay that out there with their staff and their players, and they 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 demand excellence, and, and it's paying off in dividends. But there's going to be a lot of talent on display here, Craig. You mentioned Reese Poffenbarger, the quarterback, and he, he's had a great season. There's no doubt about that. 33 touchdowns for you, Albany, and you know, just, just something that is going to be pretty cool. And Giovanni McCoy, you know, when he throws the football – just think, 
he's probably going to find Hayden Hatton somehow, some way, somewhere to make a big play. That's been a, that's been a combination over the last couple of seasons. It's really come in, come together in a big way, and I think it's really going to be a, a on display again. This is a fun ball game. We went out on campus and we awarded Ricardo Chavez as as a special teams player of the week uh, in one of our early early week uh, visits. And I think that he could be the difference in this ball game. It's going to be that close. It could be a kick's worth of, of a close ball game. I just think that Idaho at home. It's a long trip for you Albany to go all the way out to Idaho to make this to make this ball game and and play. I think the Vandals at home uh, in the Kibbe Dome probably find a way to get this one done but it's going to be a tight ball game and i love both these teams well i love how you mentioned the long distance gary because here, here's another stat for you that that I've, i figured out all right in the regular season you albany played at hawaii they made that 4900 mile flight uh to, to honolulu to play that game that was the longest trip for any team in the regular season for the fcs level gary this is also the longest trip of the postseason for anybody uh, you all made, it's like 2,600 plus miles, the trip uh, to Idaho, Moscow. Uh, nobody else could top that even going forward, no matter what matchup. So they have the longest trip of the regular season, the longest trip of the postseason. Uh, I'm going to, this is like my Youngstown State uh, Villanova pick from last week, where I said, you know, I'm, I'm picking the road team, but I feel like it's probably going to be wrong. I'm doing the same here. <laughs> I'm going U Albany with their pass rush, maybe getting to Giovanni McCoy. But you know what? I just feel like it's probably wrong. Uh, these games are just so hard to pick and they're so tight. I, I like how you said Ricardo Chavez. It could come down to one of his field goals because he seems to be a clutch kicker. Now, Gary, you mentioned visiting these two schools, right? You visited South Dakota from our first segment uh, for, for FCS National Awards on campus. Well, you visited Howard this year as well. And as you know, they're playing in the Celebration Bowl, not this weekend, but Saturday, December 16th. They're playing Florida A&M, the SWAC champ. Florida A&M advanced uh, last weekend with a 35-14 uh, inclement weather kind of game over Prairie View A&M. I'm looking forward to that one as well. There's been some really good ones in recent years. Uh, but, you know, Howard, we'll talk about a little more next week. But what, what do you think of the uh, Celebration Bowl coming up? What is this, Craig? I think that's a rattler. <laughs> that's a rattler. There's no doubt about that. The rattlers are playing ball this year. They are taking no <laughs> no prisoners. That is a team that has been on uh, on on fire all season long. And I just I just think that Florida A and M they've had such a great season. Congratulations to Howard for winning uh, and getting the opportunity to play there. And you know, that was a that was a fun visit to go out to see Howard talk to that football team. <laughs> I think the Florida A&M, they have just been on a mission, Craig, and it just seems to me that they are going to finish it off in style, and, and hopefully Howard gives them a great game, but I think the Florida A&M is really going to win big here. Well, I'll counter with this, and we'll talk a little more next week about this matchup. Gary, we were thinking the same thing with Jackson State each of the last two weeks, and sure enough, the MEAC champ won, and, and the MEAC is 6-1 and one in the Celebration Bowl and just seems to get it done. So we will see with Florida A&M and Howard in the, in the Celebration Bowl on December 16th. All right, guys, we're going to take one more break, and then we'll be back with our final segment of FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground.
when someone accidentally threw away the school play costumes. Oh no! Replacements were shipped with FedEx, and with picture proof of delivery, everyone could focus on the perfect opening night. FedEx, where now meets next, for residential delivery only. Do you like what you're hearing on FCS Delivered today? For more national FCS coverage, please go to theanalyst.com throughout the week. We're the home for the FCS Top 25 Media Poll and the weekly and season-ending FCS National Awards presented by FedEx Ground. We also take you across FCS Nation with stories, predictions, and an inside look. The FCS coverage can be found at theanalyst.com. Welcome back to FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. Craig Haley, along with Gary Reasons. Gary, we've been talking a lot of playoffs. We did talk Jerry Rice Award winner, Eli Gilman of Montana, the running back. It's award season, Gary. I mean, upcoming, we we, we have the uh, Stats Reform FCS All-American freshman team. That'll be on December 19th. Uh, our season-ending awards, you can read all about them on uh, theanalyst.com. And we have, we've had some special ones this week, Gary. I mean, you are the host of the National Awards Banquet, January 6th in, in Frisco, Texas. And we know now who's been invited for the Walter Payton Award, the FCS Offensive Player of the Year, and the Buck Buchanan Award for Defensive Player of the Year. We announced them on theanalyst.com. What, what did you think of the uh, who's coming to the banquet? Well, first of all, it's a pleasure to be a voter. It's a pleasure to be a, be supportive of, of the FCS. And Craig, you and I are both voters. And, and just remember, folks, there's 56 voters on this panel, and there's no losers. There's no there's no right or wrong. But we're all just uh, together. We all see see the FCS through our lenses, and we and we put those votes out there. So I'm very proud. Every single year every, at, the, at this time of the year, that we know which of the three top finalists that we'll have there for the Buck Buchanan Award and also the Jerry Rice Award. And in alphabetical order, I'm gonna tell you right now, the Buck Buchanan invites are Terrell Allen from Tennessee State, defensive end, from Dylan Kelly, a uh, Dylan Kelly from uh, UAlbany, a linebacker, and Billy Schaefer from Lafayette, a linebacker. So all three of them, congratulations to them. They are our top three finalists for the Buck Buchanan Award. And that, that winner will be announced live on our show um, Saturday evening, the night before the national championship game in Frisco, Texas. And also they'll be accompanied by the Walter Payton top finalists, uh, three of these young men. And I think we've got a great group here, again, in alphabetical order. Uh, Max Brosmer, New Hampshire quarterback. Uh, we have Mark Gronowski, South Dakota State uh, University quarterback, and Jaden Sheridan, Monmouth running back, who actually was a, a, one of our, our top finalists a year ago. So all three of them for the Walter Payton Award, they'll hopefully be, uh, be uh, on site there. Uh, Mark Gronowski may have a little more work to do the next day if, he's, if they're in the, in the national championship game, yet to be determined, but there's a, good, <laughs> there's a chance that the, uh, they'll be there and, and things are going. But Craig, I think this is a, a great group. I think the panel has done a, a tremendous job in pulling together uh, these top finalists. And we're gonna celebrate each one of these players as we should, because each of them has had a very, very deserved season to be able to be one part of our of our award ceremony and really to be supportive and representative of the teams and the communities that they, that they do represent. And I think we've got six great young men here and we're gonna have 
our Eddie Robinson Award winner. We'll also have our Jerry Rice Award winner uh, with us, and we will have our Doris Robinson Award winner with us as well. So those five legacy awards we will uh, present live on the on the show as well as produces for television and it'll all be on Valley Sports the day after the FCS National Championship game and it should be a excuse me the morning of the National Championship game you can find that on one of your local Valley stations and it should be a fun a fun time for you to take a look at all the excellent uh, players across the FCS who we that we celebrate and we try to recognize their accolades and really just just the great play that uh, goes on every single year and so, Craig, we've uh, been doing this quite a few a few years together now in, in Frisco. Hopefully we're going to get it right this this year again. <laughs> I would say so. I mean, this is the uh, 37th year of the FCS Awards. Uh, it's the ninth for Stats Perform. I mean, the banquet just gets bigger and better every year. You, you mentioned, you know, all these wonderful people in the, in the room at the banquet room. And, and I tell you, I'm amazed at, at the stories of these young athletes, what they do on the field, off the field. You could see the pride in their families and, and their school and, and their conference representatives that are there. It, it's just an incredible evening. It feels like, uh, you know, New Year's Eve in, in the ballroom that we hosted in. I, I just think even if you finish second or third in, in the uh, Walter Payton or, or Buck Buchanan voting, you still walk away a winner because there are, there are just winners at this banquet. And just really, if you're a finalist for these unbelievable awards, it's just you walk away a winner. And, and I'm looking forward to it as well. Certainly a busy time of the year for, for all of us, Gary. I mean, I, I look forward to yeah. the National Awards Banquet. Craig, I got one more topic for you here. And I, I, I really want to take uh, our, our, our viewers and listeners a little bit behind the scenes. If you've been with us all year long, you know that we put out a lot of content and a lot of it is really driven by my, uh, my, my co-host here, Craig Haley. And Craig does a great job every single week throughout the FCS season. And really it starts way back in, in the spring and even into the summer of preparing for the upcoming FCS season to find some of the best matchups, some of the best talent, some of the All-Americans, all those different things that go into it. Craig, Take us behind the scenes a little bit and kind of tell us a little bit about some of how you do things on a, on a day-to-day basis managing it, because you put out all the content every single week on The Analyst, and all of that flows through all of our social media channels, as well as the imaging and all the different things. Talk about your daily routine and how you pull this together. You're, a, you're more than a machine, Craig. You're, a, you're fantastic. <laughs> Well, thank you. I'm not sure that's totally correct, but I, I'm, I appreciate you asking, Gary. I'm not really the, the uh, medical definition of somebody getting proper amount of sleep. I'll tell you that. <laughs> because there's, as you know, football is 24-7, 365. Uh, this time of the year is especially busy, busy, Gary. I mean, my wife, Jen, she jokes that from Thanksgiving to through the banquet, she's an FCS widow, and, and in many ways she, she is because, wow, there's just so much going on between covering the uh, playoffs, the award announcements, uh, getting ready for the national banquet. And as you know, I mean, you're, you're getting the, the whole production ready. There's, there's just a lot of behind the scenes planning, but year round, you're right. I mean, it starts early with, with developing lists, watch lists, and, and all America team preseason, you know, building up to the media days and, and the conference announcements and then the games 
we're always in contact with the conferences, that's for sure, and the schools, uh, just picking their brains and just, you know, making sure we're, we're not missing anything from the FCS standpoint. You know, I used to travel a lot doing this. This is my 14th year covering the FCS year round. I had a background before that. I used to travel to a, a game site every week, uh, covering a game, just like you do each week with the on-campus visits. But after a couple of years, I realized it's easier to be in one place and just sort of look at everything from a national perspective. So yes, it's, it's a busy time of the year, but I, I realize it's a labor of love and, and we're all busy with what we're doing. Uh, just honored and pleased to be able to, 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 to do this, this job. <laughs> you know, as a media person, Craig, you're, you're, you're there and you've, you've had a career here for, for 20 plus years in the media business. You know, let's talk about the influence now of digital. Okay. Way back when in the, in the 80s, 90s, you know, it really wasn't as much digital as it was picking up that phone, reaching out, talking to people. How has, how, how has things changed with digital communication and now all of this right at your fingertips and just ask your phone a question and, and you get the answer kind of a mentality? What, how, what does it meant to you? It does make it easier. Uh, obviously, you're probably doing more work than ever because everything is instant. Uh, if some news is happening, you, you just have to be so fast because by, by the time you publish it and, and get the news out there, it's probably out there somewhere else. So yes, it, it's made it easier. It's just made for a really fun, competitive, just keep working and, and really, as I said, make it 24 seven. Uh, but it, it, it has aided, you know, the media in general and just life in general, just, you know, the way we communicate, uh, hard to get a break sometimes but certainly worth it uh but yes uh, i i agree it's it's really changed things gary <laughs> so lastly craig I, let me ask you this question yeah. let me ask you this question here yeah. after our banquet uh every year you do attend the fcs national championship game and are you there in more of a coverage mode or as an exhale mode <laughs> i've always felt that my mind doesn't really focus on the game too much until the second half of the national channel. Like my mind is spinning up to that point, including the night before, you know, as, as we host the national awards banquet. Uh, that's a great question. Cause yes, it through the years, whew, it does seem like you, your mind isn't actually on the game until, <laughs> until the second half. And there's been some fun games uh, that it's come down to the end. So <laughs> I, I look forward to, to being able to concentrate in the first half this year, Gary. <laughs> well, Greg, Greg, you do a great job, and I, I, I appreciate the partnership that we've had over the years, and it's been a, been a lot of fun to, to bring FCS a lot more prominence with the, what we do at the banquet, our on-campus stuff. And, and folks, we're, we're looking to continue to grow this footprint here, and uh, it's a lot of fun for both of us. It is a lot of fun. I appreciate all that you do, Gary. Gary, uh, that brings a, you know, an end to, to this episode of FCS Delivered. Um, I want to thank uh, Seth Biley and Graham Bell for, for producing this. We've been talking a lot, and you can read all about it on theanalyst.com, on, on our social media. Uh, Gary, looking forward to the games. This is just a great time of the year. It's, the importance just grows on the field, off the field. We thank everybody for tuning in, and we will talk to you next week on FCS Delivered, presented by FedEx Ground. <laughs>